0: What's happening guys? Welcome back to Retired to Hunt. Listen, I'm sitting down here with a doll of a spear fisherman. I got Jack Spiro on the horn and we're going to talk a little spear fishing. You know, like I mentioned to you guys, and uh, I think it was last episode, or maybe it was episode one that I'm going on my first spear fishing adventure down in the Bahamas. So you know what, why not hit up the man who goes over there and does it all the time, got tons of experience. Got him on the horn. I can't wait. I've got a book full of questions to ask him. I'm fired up. Jack Spiro, how you doing?
1: What's going on, man?
0: Dude, just a beautiful day in the mountains. You in Florida?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's dark here already. So Dude, it's it's sun's starting
0: to set here. Uh we got about two more hours left. But uh let's talk a little bit about your uh your upbringing man. Where you You're originally longtime Floridian?
1: So yeah, I'm uh I'm one of the few, the few uh Florida natives. Yeah, I'm a Florida native. Um, I actually my great great grandmother homesteaded down in miami so that's a wow. that's a crazy fact um and she had like a dairy farm she moved down from uh, new york but um uh, but yeah no we uh so yeah, I grew up down in Miami till I was eight years old, then I moved up to West palm Beach and uh I've been in the water spearfishing ever since I was you know really little uh and it was all because of my dad like it's through the family so uh,
0: so he was a big spear fisherman and just started like slowly introducing you into it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, when I, you know, because it's it's obviously dangerous and you don't really want to get your kids into it until they're a proper age. And I think I was I, I was still living in Miami, so I was probably like six, maybe five or okay. six when I got introduced. And it's funny because um, and it actually worked out in my favor. We I never used a spear gun until I was like twenty, twenty five. Oh. I was till I was 25, and, and and this is you can legally use a gun down there, right? Yeah, yeah, you can use a gun. Yeah, um, that's saying a lot. Dude. But my dad, uh, he grew up only using Hawaiian slings, okay. which is the uh, it's like the it's like the underwater slingshot, if you will. Because a lot of people can have a misconception that it's a uh, that a Hawaiian sling is the same thing as a pole spear, um, but. A Hawaiian sling is like it's like a wooden dowel with a rubber band, and then you have a, a shaft, like a metal shaft that you stick through the wooden, and it's literally like a slingshot. You draw it back, you let it go, and this like the spear, the stainless steel shaft, just shoots out and then plugs the fish.
0: Dude, so we're gonna have a whole weapons breakdown, but since you're talking about that, talk about your homemade rig. I saw you put the reel on that. Yeah, thing.
1: so that that is a that is a Hawaiian sling. That's a Hawaiian sling, okay. and it's the original one with like a wooden dowel. They make a bunch of custom ones where they are are a little bit bigger. Um, they're 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 good too, uh, but I'm just used to the wooden dowel. Uh, but the only problem was you would have a sling or uh, just a shaft, and it would just be a shaft by itself. So if you're like spear fishing, you know, a hundred feet deep, if you shoot your spear, you got to go get it. <laughs> good luck yeah so that, that that was my whole idea I was like man I, I would love to have a reel on the original Hawaiian sling so me and um one of my buddies we kind of like just put it together and after trial and error I, I, like I've shot it I shot a fish with it one time and it like wrapped up immediately around the reel because of the way it like with a spear gun you have like the reel and then it always like it, it basically it's kind of hard to explain but The line wraps around the reel if there's nothing to guide it out, but with a sling It's like only this big so you don't really have a lot of space So we ended up finagling a thing to where it's really kind of in-depth and you'd have to see it I have videos on it where I like break it down uh, on YouTube uh, And they those videos I've watched them. Yeah Yeah, yeah. Yeah. so um, but yeah, that's I, I like using that the Hawaiian sling because it's a challenge just like how somebody would use archery over using a gun. I use it because it, it's a challenge and uh, you know, every, every weapon has a challenge. Like a, um, I feel like uh, the Hawaiian sling is like the longbow of archery. Ooh. Yeah. You know? Okay. And then, uh, so go, go ahead. Oh, go and ahead, then uh, like a pole spear, they have the technology now where it's so much easier to land fish on pole spear. And that's, you know, I use that too, uh, just cause I like to, you know, keep my skills fresh. Uh, it's like the compound bow of primitive gear, you know? Um, so yeah.
0: So guys, the reason we're talking about this is like I said, I'm about to go to the Bahamas and legally you cannot use a gun. So, you know, you're forced to use a pole spear or a sling over it, you know, in Bahamian waters. So, uh, you know, it's going to be crazy for me starting out with the long bow of the, uh, of the water, yeah. uh, but here's the deal. My buddy just bought a new spear, ten footer, and it's got a. Well, tell me about the differences between a regular spear and one with a roller.
1: Um, so the roll, like I, I prefer regular, um, just because okay. that's what I'm just I'm used to it. Uh, roller has so you think about. I wish I had like props. Um, <laughs> so, so like, uh, uh. so like you think of a. So basically. When – that's really hard to explain without showing you. So, like, when you have a pole spear, you have a rubber band at the end of it, basically. Yep. Um, and when you you stick your hand through that rubber band and you choke up on the spear, and then when you let the spear go, it, you know, shoots. Whenever that spear – when you let go and that rope becomes slack, the spear isn't fully out of your hand. You know what I mean? Uh, okay, But with yeah. the roller, the roller, it basically – has, um, a single band and a rope like a pulley on the back and it stretches around the, like from the middle of the spear around the pulley and back to the back of the spear. And what you do is you stick your hand in the, the little loop at the back of the spear and then you choke all the way up. So whenever you're shooting the roller, you're getting the power of the entire length of the spear. Rather than like halfway, and then the bands go slack, and then it dies off.
0: Um, So, is there? Would you say there's a little more uh, complexity in the way that a roller's used opposed to a regular one? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's a little more complex, Uh, in my opinion. um, I don't like. There's pros and cons. I have friends that love rollers. They're you know laser shooters with them. Um, For me, it's it's slow compared to the traditional. Um, oh Because wow. like the traditional, you have more power right out the bat. Um, with a roller, you have uh, generating power throughout your entire, entire like shot. But I've seen fish dodge spears, even my spear, they'll dodge. Um, but rollers are a little slower, so it gives them a little more time to dodge. And people say you have to lead them, but I'm like, I don't want to have to do that. So yeah. I just stick to my regular, regular band, and I've had like countless success with it. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I enjoy the traditional, but it's, it's whatever anybody, it's a preference. Nothing, it's not wrong.
0: So pretty much what you're saying is the advantage of the rollers, is the more power.
1: Yeah, yeah, you have more power, but not until the end of your shot. You know what I mean? It's like you have, and- you have power through the entire shot. Like with a regular one, you have like a ton of power right at the beginning, but then it dies off oh yeah. okay but, okay yeah I see yeah so I mean they're different um but it's just a preference I I'm used to the traditional and then I tried the roller and I was literally missing like layups and I was like I'm I, I don't like this you yeah, can't can't do that yeah I yeah. know I was like this so would not... you
0: say do you think you uh lose more fish with the regular one that as opposed to the roller not because I'm talking no. about from a post shot standpoint not me oh okay yeah yeah, that's true
1: yeah i love uh yeah i I use the traditional and i've like so what's really hard for me is using the hawaiian sling like my homemade hawaiian sling that's very difficult so if i go down and i shoot a grouper it's like a really big feat um i could go on a trip and shoot like a couple grouper hogfish with a pole spear and it's just it's easier um it's easier because you have this like this slip tip that um This company that I that I work with they they're freaking awesome Uh, it's called headhunter and they're like the pioneers of Pole spears primitive gear. I mean, they're the they're the top-notch and uh, I love their stuff and um, they're known for their slip tip And so basically the slip like if you shoot a fish 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 skin is very delicate you shoot a fish the fish is gonna try to like, wrench itself off of the spear, and if the spear isn't moving because it's a big object, it makes it easier for the fish to rip off. Right. But now, what uh, Headhunter did was they made a slip tip, so when you stick the fish and you pull, go to pull your spear out, it engages this tip, so it basically goes through the fish, and then this tip comes off and it's on a wire. To where it holds onto the fish, and the fish can swim around and do whatever it wants, but it's not get gonna wrench off the spear because it has a wire through the fish, and there's a, a backing of the tip is like pressed flat against the fish. Is that
0: that's what you call the flopper, right? Uh, it's
1: called a slip tip. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's basically okay. a flopper. So it's like a flopper, and it like it's like a, a actual like barbed with a spear, and when you push okay. it through. The barb instead of like sticking back, the bar the whole front tip comes off and it catches the fish crossways, so it can't come out. It's, gotcha. it's genius. Okay, it's genius, okay. and you land so many fish. You can shoot a fish in the tail, and you'll still land them. So like you put so, you put the put the spear anywhere in a fish, and you're gonna you have a high chance of getting that fish. Hawaiian sling, you got to make a really good shot, otherwise they're gonna rip off the spear. And, and
0: it's pretty typical, right? For uh, when you're using that Hawaiian sling to have a multi-dive extraction, right?
1: Yeah, mostly. I um, yeah. It, whenever I, I I did it this last trip, I went on. Um, we were diving like seventy feet, and uh, I went down, and it was like a, I was down there for like two minutes and almost twenty seconds. I uh, I went down, and I was I was like looking around this cave. There was like big dog snapper, and then I saw this grouper like go in this hole, and I like kind of. Followed in the hole i didn't bring my flashlight but normally i have a flashlight to like look in this yeah caves. i see you have it on your wrist right yeah i didn't bring it this trip because uh yeah i need to get a new one because that thing's like just falling apart i've had it for like five years uh, but uh yeah i was like looking in this hole and i saw his tail facing out this other hole so i came out of that hole and i kind of went around and i knew exactly where it's facing i drew back and i just like let him let it rip right on him and uh and he went nuts and there was just like soot everywhere and I just kind of like got everything together and I kind of was like I think I could land this fish on this dive and I went ahead and got a hold oh, of the fish and man, I this. I brought a bear hugged him and I brought him up like on the first dive <laughs> it was like a like a 20 pound yellowfin grouper it was a uh, oh. was a good feat so now uh, I think I think I heard you saying this and I know
0: my buddy has told me this those grouper make some racket right don't they make some noise like they the grunts and stuff yeah, like yeah
1: if they're like distressed, like you hit them in a hole, they can be like, R-r-r-r. like they can make some yeah. some grunty noise. And that, that fires up the sharks too. So
0: so here's my a very quick question about sharks. We're about to dive deep into sharks, but really quickly, would you say it's more the blood or the, the fish going crazy fish that going brings crazy.
1: them in? 100%. Period. Okay. Yeah. You said that quick. Yeah. All right. Fish going yeah. crazy 100%. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. The I mean, the sharks would literally come charging in if there's like some like, like a fish, like quivering, like quivering or like shaking or like chaos in the water, they will come racing.
0: So that's why it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty crucial to kind of bear hug. Yeah. That's, you know, right. Yeah. If you, if
1: you have your fish, like kind of like freaking out, even if the fish is close to you and it's still like freaking out the shark, some, depending on the shark, it might not care and it'll come in right on you. It's happened plenty of times. So that's why you like try to get a hold of the fish and bear hug it. And then once you bear hug it, you just, (laughs) you just like stay calm. You just stay calm and don't move and Like look around and like, but my head is always on a swivel. I'm always looking out for sharks. Just especially right after I plug the fish. Uh, Let's
0: talk about the Hawaiian sling. So is there any other variation of the
1: Hawaiian sling? There's some that like are held like they have it like a, a pistol grip. And then okay. it's like a T, so like it's like a pistol grip, and then there's like the same thing, like a little wooden thing on top with a hole in it, and then same thing, you put your, the spear through the hole, and you have a rubber band loop like tied on each side, and you just draw it back and let it rip. And uh, okay. I don't like that because when you shoot it, when you let go, like you you can kind of like throw your wrist down, but the one I oh, have, yeah. you hold the back of it, and it's like one motion, and so you shoot it, and it's like in, it's in line with your arm, so you can't, like, jerk your wrist down. Uh, it, so how,
0: how far does that fish need to be? Sorry to cut you off. No, how far does that fish need to be before you uh, have to lead it?
1: Uh, it depends. Like, there's okay. there's times when I'll take, like, Hail Mary shots, and it's like, yeah. ah, there's no way. This fish is bolting, and it's, like, 20 feet, and I'll just, like, aim, like, two feet in front of it and, like, a foot up and just let it rip. And sometimes they'll meet up and just whack. Like, oh my Yeah. God. It's cool. So, but yeah, it, you have to gauge it underwater, which is hard. But, the, the, so back to where when I was growing up, I grew up like in Miami and I would go in Key Biscayne and I would use just Hawaiian sling, And I still only use, I don't use gun down there. Um, I don't, I try not to use gun ever unless we're diving like 100 plus feet out here for like Wahoo pelagics like tuna and stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, which I would still love to shoot a wahoo and tuna on primitive. That would be sick. That, yeah, I would love to do that. Um, but uh, but no. So I grew up in Miami, and it was great because I would dive like down there. There was reef in like twenty feet of water. Um, oh, wow. So you know, I growing up, that was very doable for me. You know, to go down and try to shoot fish. And I grew up basically trying to shoot with a Hawaiian sling trying to shoot like little 12-inch mangrove snapper. And yeah. uh, those things are hard to shoot because they're very darty. There's a, They're usually in and out of like holes and stuff. And so, I mean, but I got it to the point where I would go down and I would shoot and I would like stone and like spine these like little like little mangrove snapper, like long shot them. But it would be great because when you Hawaiian sling, you, it helps you practice your diving and your hunting because one, you have to get closer. And two, you like... It's like a feat to like shoot and reload, shoot and reload, and shoot and reload all on one breath. Like you want to like so like I'd come up and tell my dad I'd be like, oh, I shot at a fish and I missed it, and so I reloaded underwater and I shot again. You know, it's so like to to shoot multiple times on one breath. It like it because you're using energy, you're using your oxygen, you know, absolutely. So you, it's uh it it's very good like practice to you know. Get comfortable in the water, like extend your breath hold. Uh, but yeah, as long as you're doing it safe, that's like the safety thing. Is uh, and I would always have my family member or somebody watching, like we'd be watching one another. So.
0: Good gracious! And I actually did, talk-
1: I, I did that recently. I shot and re- it was crazy. The last Bahamas trip, I went down to 102 feet, and uh, I was using the Hawaiian sling, and there was a grouper under this like ledge. I shot. I hit him right, like, dead center in the head, and it, like, rocked him. And uh, he, like, t- like, it didn't penetrate, but he, like, it, like, jolted him hard because it, uh, you know, it just didn't get full penetration. And he, because uh, it's hard to draw back because, like, everything's compressed at 102 feet. And, uh, sure. and he ended up, like, jolting, and then he went over in this, like, other area of the cave. And on the same breath, I went, and I, like, kind of found him again, and I reloaded. And I drew back again, and I, I, I could barely see him in there, and I let it rip again, and I hit him, but it, it like tore out again. But yeah, on a hundred and two feet, I, I was, I was pushing my limits there. I was, I was, it was like over two minutes that dive.
0: I was just about to yeah. ask you the time. Yeah, it was over Yaw, two minutes.
1: Duh. So this is a great
0: segue into equalizing. So mm-hmm. before we get too far into it, just explain why you need to equalize going at depth.
1: So, I mean. All in all, like you can learn all this stuff by like taking a dive course. And that's like what I suggest. It's like kind of like a rapid way because I learned everything. I've never taken a course, but I learned everything from other instructors and other divers. um, And I, you know, the whole physiological part of it, I've learned from basically being around instructors and divers. Um, But equalizing is... So when you're going underwater, like if you ever take a ball underwater, it like starts to shrink. And uh, behind your ears, there's like air. And if you don't equalize, that air comes in and it like will burst your eardrums. So what you do is as you go down, you are pushing air behind your ears to to like kind of unshrink that. Spot like space but space in your ears. I'm sure there's like way more like scientific terms that you know And it's a certified instructor could tell but so basically as you're going down you're like you're the air behind your ears compressing and then you push Like extend it and then keep going and, And so like I'll go down to like 80 feet and I'll have I'll have cleared my ears maybe like over 10 times You know like probably every 10 feet so I mean, you mentioned that everything's compressed, so I
0: need to be expecting to feel a little different, like squeezed on kinda, like when I get down to the have, that you, 15, have 20, you ever 20.
1: have you ever cleared your ears?
0: Uh, no, nah, not in the pool, no. But the okay. only time I've ever cleared my ears has been flying and then I live in the mountains of Colorado here, so when I go from here to Denver, you know, there there's an altitude change and I'll have to, you know, like move my jaw around or something like that. Uh which obviously is probably not as uh as in depth as yeah. what you got to do underwater. Yeah,
1: no, it's, uh, I mean, that's going to, that I, honestly, I think if when you go in the water, that's going to be your hardest issue because when, because you have to use your throat to clear your ears. Um, and one way you could try to practice this, so like basically when you go, like here's your air in your lungs. When you go inverted to die down, your air goes back. So for you yeah. to push it into your ears, you can't do it with your stomach. You have to use your throat and you have to basically transfer air from your stomach to your throat and then you use like a K sound and you go and then you clear your ears.
0: So you still use the uh you still kind of pinch your nose. Oh yeah, I and have do it? to. I have to. Okay.
1: Yeah, I can't hands free equalize. Some people can, some people say you can practice it. I've never been able to do it. And I just I just hold my that's one downside of using Hawaiian sling. If I'm like I'm going down like another thing of the challenge if you have a pull spear, You can load up at the surface hold it and you can go down and you can Like have it loaded ready to go and like kind of drop on a fish and shoot them when you get to them with Hawaiian sling I have to clear 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 and then whenever I get close I have to hope that I don't have to clear again, and then I draw back and shoot So it's it's another thing that's hard like makes it hard to do But yeah, that's one thing you're gonna have to actually if you can get in a pool before you go, that that's would be – Yes, I am. And and, yep. and try to go down to a deep end and go upside down and clear your ears. Okay. That would be – because if if you can't do that – Yeah, you can't go down there. No, yeah. you can't. Like, yeah. Like even even if you want to go like 10 feet, like you got to clear your ears at like – like <laughs> one, once I flip upside down and I like go – like my whole body gets under, that's when I'm like starting to clear. And it's like clear, clear so clear, clear, clear. at 15 feet
0: if you're you know the sand is at 15 feet and you go to lay on the bottom how many times are you going to clear
1: probably
0: it? three or four god dog so it's just like
1: but it doesn't hurt clear it, it doesn't and then, hurt like it's not like it's and it, it, when you come back up it's just it, it unclears on its own
0: so there you don't do anything on the ascent no. it's just all going down yeah okay so like say i get ready to clear i clear my ears and I'm good for a little bit. Is it like the same sensation yep. comes back? Yeah, you and feel you the just, pressure. Oh, and then okay. You
1: just, but make sure you make that K sound. Because that, like, you want to practice, like, clearing your ears with your mouth open. Because a lot of people like, oh, I cleared. Yeah. But what they're doing is they're using their stomach to, like, clear their ears. You have to have your mouth open and make a, like, look at my throat. It's, uh,
0: oh, so they're, like, literally you're going to see bubbles coming up. No, when you're No, doing no you don't do bubbles. I'm okay. I'm
1: just kind of making it like sound. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: I could sit here and do it like a ton of times, but like, I don't want to, (laughs) (laughs) but, but you want to, you want to be able to know, like uh, only I can hear it. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, So like, so like when I, when, when you're at like a hundred feet, so when I'm at like a hundred feet, my lungs are like this. Oh my God. So like you have to get the air the little bit of air that's in your lungs up to your throat and so i'll make like use if you ever watch some of my deeper dives i'll make make some weird noises where it's like like you can hear it oh and that's you clear yeah yeah so it's me like pushing like air from my stomach to my throat and then i like trap it back there and i use it like to clear and you got to make the k sound so it's like a so, like, you're okay. using, you're pinching the back of your tongue to the back of your throat, and you're like using, trapping the air back there, and you're pushing it into your ears. I never, I never, you know what's funny? I never, oh. I never learned, nobody ever taught me that. I just did it just by doing it. My dad's like, oh, you have to just about pinch your it. nose and clear your ears. I'm like, okay. When I was little, I did it. And it, ever since then, people are like, oh, yeah, like giving me like the, whole like in-depth run of clean ears, I was like I just pissed my nose and blow like I don't dude like I never I never thought of anything else like it's just natural and some people it is hopefully that's your so case your, your
0: ears that's the uh the eustachian tubes right is that what I've been reading about so yeah the eustachian tubes and then you got to clear your sinuses and your mass too right
1: um yeah Oh you mean like like make sure I'm you're... sure it's done at the same time probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh okay. it, it's done. I mean, you'll feel your mask like suck it on your face and then you just blow out your nose a little bit and it'll just push it out. Yeah. It, oh, it, it like now it's crazy. funny cuz like this stuff like I don't think about it when I dive. Yeah. At all. But there's like so many little things that like you like I subconsciously have to do that like like i told you if if i'm uncomfortable in any way like say i have you know my weight belt is like too tight or like my my mask is too tight or like i have a little foggy area in my mask or like literally the tiniest thing or if there's a little water in my snorkel like it like makes my experience terrible so i like i make sure i'm very comfortable in the water that's like the biggest so, thing like, if you get down there and it's not right, are you coming up? Yeah. Yeah, there's no yeah. sense in the – And if you're not clearing, don't push it. Like, that's one thing because then you can, like – There's people that I go – like, I'm with and they're like, oh, I really want to go down. And then they come up and they're like, nose is bleeding and they're like, shit. Like, why would you do that? I was like, now you definitely can't go anymore. Like, even if you wanted to try Like, we could have went into shallower areas and yeah. to where you, like – go down and like sit on the bottom and like, you know, eight feet and like sit there and like like tinker with it and try to figure out how to clear your ears. But
0: yeah. God uh, I think I watched uh I think I watched one of your videos where I think you were kinda like sick the night before and like, or something and like you went out and it was like a tough day or something.
1: Could have been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So my point is are stuffed up with mucus, right? Isn't it a lot tougher to clear your ears. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's really tough. And usually when that happens, I'll um I'll limit my dives to where cuz sometimes I'll just go down just to sit there and hope something comes in and like kind of wait. Um but if I'm not diving well and like my cuz my my Eustachian tubes sometimes get um swollen, so it makes it really hard to clear. So I have to push really hard and it'll clear, but then when I come up, it has a hard time unclearing. And it'll okay. like I've had it to where like I'd go down to like 25 feet cleared, then I come up, and it wouldn't clear at all. And I'm like on the I like get on the boat. And I'm like just like what? this. I'm like holding my and it's like it's like I'm still down 20 feet, you know, 25 feet, and it hurts. And then all of a sudden it'll like start to unclear once I start moving my jaw and stuff, and it'll be like a you can hear just the air just seeping through it. It's like like making weird noises. And then it'll finally, like, get to where, and then I'm like, okay, I'm done diving. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> but, so, it, go so, ahead. so when I have oh. issues like that, I'll only make sure, like, I'm at the surface, and I'll only dive if I, like, see something. So, like, it's worth going down and spearing, you know. Okay. It,
0: so, now, is the you station 2 being swollen and stuff? Is that just for, like, constantly doing that for years and years type deal? No,
1: usually it's like, um, people say it's, like, because you eat dairy the day before diving or something like that. Oh, or, wow um yeah sometimes uh, it really depends on like how you feel like i mean because i was normally dive, i would normally dive to like 100 plus feet and uh and not have any issues but like the last time i just tried to dive like i was doing like multiple dives to 100 plus feet and uh i wasn't i was having like issues yeah i would like come to the surface and i would like have like spas issues lost motor control which is which is not good and then i had to stop diving because if yeah if if, if you're not diving well like you can um sorry my dog is like trying to get me to play with her Uh, (laughs) no words perfect timing um but yeah no so it's like um yeah if you're not feeling it i just i just don't dive even if i really want to which i really wanted to on this last time Okay. but yeah um, you,
0: tell me about uh breathing up like the importance of that and shallow water blackout kind of talk about that a little oh
1: bit. yeah um yeah if you want to look at uh i have a youtube video did you see the one of me catching the, my rescuer i i saved my cousin i, I haven't seen yeah that. I, had a, I had my I gopro running out. and you see him hit the surface and black out and i like go and i grab him and i i save him um yeah, and we talk about it for a second at the surface. We're like, "Oh my God, what, what's that?" You know,
0: it was crazy. Did you have to like CPR and all that? No,
1: no, no. Okay. I, I, when you're at the surface, I mean, if they if they black out and go on, because usually a lot of times it happens at the surface. You know, they take a oh, breath okay. and then they just they it's like a rust of oxygen, and they just they, they black out
0: for like oh, so so it's not drowning. This is something totally different. Yeah, no, they go like they a, go at the
1: surface. They black out. And it's from just lack of oxygen and like not a lot of rest um, between dives. So that's why they call it shallow water blackout. One, because of two reasons. One, it usually happens when you're like at the surface. And then two, you can do it when you're diving in 10 feet of water. Because somebody at 10 feet of water, oh, I can dive 10 feet, no, no, no issues. And then they'll go up and down and up and down and up and down. And they have no rest time and like slowly they're like depriving their – Brain of oxygen and then it just shuts off for like 10 seconds. It's like you faint. It's like you faint um, For like 10 seconds and if you do that in your diving You're you hit the surface take that breath you'll faint and You'll go 15 feet below the surface and when you wake up You, you take a breath and you drown so that that's the shallow water breath That's why it's always important to have a diver you do one up one down and um, and it's just, it's always good to like, and not, not to where like, as one person's getting to the surface, the other person goes down. It's not like that. It's like once one person gets to the surface, you look at your buddy, and, like this person who was at the surface, looks at him, sees him take some breaths and he'll like give him the thumbs up or like the, okay, like I'm, I'm oh. good. And then, cause usually when you hit, like if one person's at the surface and the other person comes up from a dive and this person goes down, this person blacks out and then goes down and then gets drifted. And when you find them, they've already taken in water, and they got water in their lungs, and then you will have to perform CPR, and hopefully you can bring him back. So it's like one of those things. I was luckily like you could you should watch the video. Um, luckily, I was there and I saw him hit the surface, and you just see me like fly across the water. I was only like maybe ten, like maybe like ten to fifteen feet away from him, but I got to him got to him in like a second. And, uh, cause I could see like he hit the surface and like just went limp and then went back underwater and you see it cause my GoPro sees it and it's just like my head hits the water. I'm just like, <gasps> I get to him in like a second and I like hold him up. I rip his mask off and I'm like, David, and I'm like smacking him in the face, you know, telling him to wake up and, uh, oh my goodness. I'm like, wake up, wake up. And, uh, within like a couple of seconds, he's like, <coughs> Oh my God, did I black out? Yeah. Yeah. No. Was this
0: an experienced diver or no?
1: Yeah. No. We were we were diving here in Palm Beach, and we he shot um, a big grouper, and we were diving in ninety feet, and uh, and we there was current, so we were kicking against the current, so there wasn't like it it was hard diving because you weren't allowed you you couldn't just rest at the surface, so when you're kicking at the surface, it makes a big difference on your like breathe up time, oh, like if you, I, if you're just. Yeah. Like, my favorite thing is just, like, chilling at the surface. You can, like, close your eyes and just, like, focus on your breathing and, like, slowing your heart rate. And then, like, when you get ready to go, you're, like, relaxed and ready to go. And you you dive and you take, like, maybe ten full kicks. And then by that time, you're just descending, like, without kicking because the, the grab, like, the pull. Like, your lungs get smaller, so you get, like, less buoyant and you just start sinking like a rock. Yeah, and then so you're like, so you don't kick anymore, and you're just like a torpedo going down to the deep. And but what, when so you talk to me about so when, when you're go kicking ahead, at going. the surface, when you're kicking at the surface, it was tough diving, and we did that. And I made a dive on this grouper at like ninety, and I like had my hand in his gills, and I was like trying to stab him in the head, and like the, there's the whole video is about like I I did like a with the whole video. It's one of my early ones. I'm about to go check that out. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Did you see the, uh, I want to say it was, and I might be misquoting, it could be Cam, what is it, Cam Kirkconnell? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, so, I think it was him. Uh, some guy was, they were down super deep. His buddy passed out down there and apparently, you know, started drown or whatever. And he ended up shooting him in the calf and bringing him up. Was that him?
1: Yeah, that was him. I, I don't know if that, I wonder if that's real. That sounds insane. <laughs> <laughs> shoot, I don't, shoot. I mean, I'm sure it, it could be, it could be. I mean, the... The, I mean, the conditions he was talking about. I mean, that would definitely be like you see him and he's going deeper and deeper, and he's going deep, deep, deep. Because at that point, he and he blacked out. He's sinking fast, and he, I think he said it was in, like a hundred and something feet. So like deep, he he's sinking fast. So he's probably like I'm going to die if I don't like do something. And he's probably like 50 like ten feet away, and that's a long distance. It's actually probably like twenty because if he's sinking and you're ten feet away he's going another 10 feet by the time you get to him. So that's like 20 feet away. That's an extra 40 feet, 20 feet. And then that turns 60 feet into a hundred. You know what I mean? So I think shooting very, very feasible. And I mean, it's a good choice. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. And I, the I, calf, that's not a big area. That's not a big target. I dude. was told he shot him in the fin. Like he shot. his oh, fin. fin. Okay. okay. I, I, was, I heard screen. he shot his fin and then started to the pull and, and, Cameron blacked out at the surface. And luckily the divers found like the boat found him and got the other diver too. I think, I don't know. I don't know. I would love to hear from him. Get him on the podcast. Yes. Get him on the podcast. Yeah, I know.
0: I'd love him. Hear- <laughs> oh my. We could all three sit here. Man, I'd, I'd love it. 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 That would be, it. be oh insane. My God. Dude. I'm sure he has some she stories like that. End. God, dog, dude. Yeah. That's incredible. You want to talk about a good friend, man. I mean, he's risking his life, right? I mean, he's yeah taking time that he could have been swimming to the surface to shoot him wherever he shot him to try yeah. to bring him up
1: yeah no, that's that, yeah. that, that that story i i heard about that that story before he made a post about it somebody was telling me about it and i was like no way i was like i'd have to hear him it's like no way and then sure enough sure enough he made a post about it and i'm still like no way
0: <laughs> that's crazy i want to get to the bottom of that. i want to hear what really happened cuz i can't imagine that that's insane to me
1: yeah that is crazy but uh yeah yeah yeah, i I, yeah we need to i need to hear from hear from him that's true (laughs) i believe it could happen uh, for sure that's
0: just that is a feat dude first of all like i said that's a hell of a friend it's kind of a
1: badass badass. i I know no
0: there's no there ain't no kinder to it that is a bad dude golly let's uh let's transition into fish species man oh yeah uh so obviously the hogfish that's kind of like the the staple of the Bahamas, right? Yeah,
1: and uh it's really easy. Like hogfish really? Yeah, they're they're very uh, they're very dumb. Uh, you can go down. Okay. I mean, you can see from the videos. I'll like go down and uh, you can drop straight down on top of them. You don't have to really hunt them. You drop down straight on top of them and they'll like just turn sideways up on you and like give you a broad, perfect broadside. And uh yeah, it's like it, it they, they turn into a barn door and you can just like pop them. And they, they aren't like, they don't really go in the rocks um, okay. like grouper do. Uh, they just try to swim away. And they, the, unfortunately for them, they are a delicious fish. I mean,
0: I was just about to say, yeah, I went uh, pure white flaky playing, meat.
1: It's delicious.
0: It's outstanding. Great for ceviche. Yeah. Uh, when I was playing in, in Jacksonville, uh, Kendall and I would, would trailer my boat down to the keys and we'd go to Key Largo and, uh, never caught a hogfish down there, but I'd go to, I think it's like the Key Largo fish market, whatever it is. And we got some, uh, some fresh hogfish or they said it was fresh anyway. Yeah. And, uh, made some ceviche out of it and it was fire, dude. Yeah. Like, the best fish I've ever consumed fire.
1: Yeah. It's so good. Um, and yeah, the, it's, a it's kind of a, a main thing for spear fishermen because it, it's hard to catch them on a reel. It's not impossible, but like, you know, they're not, are you there? Oh okay sorry. Yeah. Make sure I agree. yeah. Um they're they're not uh, super aggressive fish. So like they're kind of almost like a like a little parrot fish. I think they're a part of the ras family. Uh, okay. so they kind of just like cruise around and peck at the ground like looking for crabs, looking for like crustaceans and stuff. Uh, and they hang out in the outskirts not like on on the reef. Um, they're they're there but they most likely hang out like on the outskirts of the reef. So when you're when you're there don't like be dead center of the reef. I, I usually just swim along the edge. Like if you're on the surface, just swim along around the edge of the reef, and that's usually where the okay. the hogfish come in from the sand. Because yeah, they but they're they're not aggressive, so they won't like fight over you know beat out the snapper or the grouper for your bait. So that's oh, why, you, that's, why okay. gotta, that's why you got to that's why you got to get them with the uh, the spear because you can see them and you're like oh I want that and then you go get them.
0: So. so when I see uh when I see you chumming and stuff like are you using that chum for a specific species or is that just come on everybody type dude?
1: Kind of come on everybody uh okay. I mean it can bring in pelagics uh it can bring in snapper uh mutton snapper usually love it I love mutton snapper they're like My buddy they're, said they're outstanding Oh eating. so good so good um but yeah they they get they get really heavy on the chum Kuberas sometimes too uh But yeah, it's really anything. I mean, just to get like commotion and like action going on the reef, things in the outlay, like the outskirts, realize something's going on and they come in and check it out. Like, fish are super curious. So, if you get stuff going on, that's why usually, like, once one person spears something, then like all hell breaks loose. And then here comes a Sierra mackerel. Then here comes a mutton. Then here comes a cubera. Then it's like, oh my God, there's so many, you know, so there's. Um, so you, it takes one, like, once you shoot something, or what we'll do is we'll shoot a fish, and then we'll gut the fish, and stuff comes up. Like, little fish will come up and start, like, going crazy on the fish, and then bigger fish, then bigger fish. So, I... Talk
0: about, uh, explain a throw flasher, and kind of talk about when and why you use that.
1: Okay. So, it, basically, it's, uh, what I use, um, it's a little, like inch diameter or less uh, PVC that's only like maybe two inches long and I just wrap it in some reflective tape and I usually stuff it in my wetsuit or in my glove um, and it's kind of like a Hail Mary Sierra Mackerel love it like the Mackerel family they love it, um, Jacks love it um, Mutton Snapper love it wants it get, but you basically throw it and it kind of flutters down like a piece of bait that because what happens in the ocean is, you know, mackerel will come through and chop a fish. Or if there's like a frenzy going on, fish are getting eaten and pieces of them are fluttering down. And it's it's an easy pickup meal. So, um, I mean, if you see some of the videos, you see the Ciro mackerel literally coming in to eat the flasher. They, and they, they, come, they sometimes they'll eat it. They'll like take a swipe at it. Um, or Damn. barracudas will do it. Uh, but yeah, it's a good little hail Mary to throw, but if it's, you're like chilling and there's not much action, you could throw it up, up current. And then when you drift to it, um, it's like almost to the bottom and mutton snapper, hogfish, things could see it from a distance and they'll come in off the sand to where you can't see them. But when they come into like your field of view looking for this flasher, that's when you see them and then you're like, oh shoot, there's a mutton. And then you go down and try to get a shot. And uh, oh. then you just, then you shoot them and retrieve the flasher or rich or you, sometimes I'll go to the bottom and I'll grab the flasher and then the mutton will be kind of swimming around wondering what I am now because I just, am some big object that just hit the bottom and am like kicking up sand. It's looking like, are you, is, can I eat, are you, are yeah. you eating scraps that I can eat? And they're just looking for, for a feed.
0: So uh, talking about your style of hunting, would you say, you know, uh, as you're, spearfishing life or career whatever you call it has has matured, you kill a lot more fish by kind of getting to the bottom and waiting on their curiosity to kill them, or are you doing more diving down on them?
1: I I think that's the goal. I think that's the goal, is to be able to go down and sit at the bottom, grunt, wait, be patient, and like, selectively hunt. I think that's the goal. Now, sometimes you don't always have the right conditions for it, like the current's ripping or... Um. Or like, like I said, my throw flasher is like, or I'm like, I don't have a good breathe up. Um, or I'm like extra deep and don't have the breath hold to do it. So I think, you know, do whatever you're comfortable with. You know, I'm not gonna go down and try to make, you know, push it and try to hit three minute mark and then go up and like be about to black out. You know, Um, I'm gonna take my time and kind of do whatever is comfortable. I don't. I don't push myself ever um i go down and if i feel comfortable i'll stay down if i don't i'll come up and i'll be mad at myself because sometimes i just don't feel comfortable and i'll look and i'm like only doing like minute dives which normally i do a lot more than that i'm like oh this is terrible but at that point i'm not going down and sitting in the sand for two three minutes i'm i'll be more of like dive bombing fish or um, kind of just waiting to see a fish and then I might go down and wait for just a little bit but doing a blind drop and like all day cuz that also that wears you out like if you if you want to do like two like two and a half minute breath holds at like you know 70 80 feet and just sitting down there you do six of those you're you're ready for lunch Whew. you're ready for lunch you're ready for a break so it's not like so I'd rather, you know, just go with the flow. That's usually what I do. I'll go with the flow and, um, you know, if there's no fish around, you know, I might be like, let me let me throw my flasher. I'll let it go to the bottom. I'll get a nice long breathe up and I'll make a long drop, get down to the bottom, and I'll try to push myself and kind of see if anything will come in off the sands. And if that doesn't do it, usually I get up. I'm like, all right, let's change spots. Like, let's not screwing around here. Let's figure out, figure out a different game plan.
0: But, yeah. yeah. So talk to me about, I see you going out on your jet ski all the time. So like oh, what yeah. goes into, to the logistics of that and staying safe and doing that? Man? That's,
1: that's new. That's new. Um, okay. I like, I love that thing. Um, I would love to get a sponsor of a, a fish pro. I'm uh, currently okay. self-sponsored with the uh, jet ski. All right. Uh, okay. I, actually, I actually got it. I got it used. Um, she do hit him up. Polaris you know, hit him up. Oh man, that'd be <laughs> sick to get like one of those fish yeah. pros or something. Um, Cause it's hard, man. And this is a three seater jet ski, but it's, it's a two person uncomfortably, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and to do that dive I'm starting to dial it in a little bit better. Like I, I, I now have, cause dude, we've been getting some fish where they're too big for the cooler and too big for the fish Jeez. bag. So, um, so like my buddy got me a fish bag cause he was stoked cause I was taking him out, um, on the jet ski a lot. And, uh. So now we use the, we stuff the little tiny cooler on the back with ice. Then I have the fish bag. I tuck back, you know, into this area and we go out with our dive gear on because there's no room for anything else. So literally I'm like diving with my snorkel on like, or I'm like driving out, but luckily we don't have to go far. We, you know, out here it's, you know, you, you run a mile and a half and you're in like 80 feet of water. So it's, it's, you don't have to run super far, but, um, We've had some good success on that. And it's, it's such a feat because you burn like nothing in fuel. Um, you don't have to have a driver, which is great because it's just me and a buddy, and we tether a float line to the flashers. And one person's holding the jet ski and the flashers, and the other person's diving, and we're just taking turns. And uh, if we have to dive together, like to put back up in a fish, you know, the, the jet ski doesn't, it's, doesn't go very far. It's like kind of chilling there, depending on the wind. <laughs> But if we lose that, oh, we are we are uh, we are yeah. we're in the middle of the ocean basically. Dude,
0: so it's not anchored up or anything. It's no, just no, posted we, up. Yeah, we well, just... again, there's usually somebody on it, right? No.
1: <laughs> oh my god. No, we're, bo- we're both we're both in the water. We're both in the water. Oh. Taking turns diving and one one person like we have a line that's attached to the jet ski, that's attached to the flashers and the chum. So, if we're chumming and we're like diving big wrecks and stuff, that's what we uh it's it's so cool because when we come back, we'll like be cruising and we'll have like a fifty pound fish in the gunnels that we're like standing on, like coming Dude, into I've, the boat. I've seen rim. some
0: videos where you've had the fish like in the, the gunnels. Like, yeah, like, you have to.
1: We had no room in the cooler, <laughs> but the fish bag is good because like if it's a big fish or like it's the end of the day, we'll like throw all the fish inside the uh, inside the fish bag and then we use the ice in the cooler to ice it down in the fish bag. Depending on what we okay. get, it, 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 sometimes the fish is too big, and I don't have a big enough fish bag or a big enough jet ski. So we just we'll figure we figure it out as we go.
0: So speaking of uh, speaking of big fish, let's talk about ciguatera for a little bit. Like oh, what? Yeah. Explain that and and what that is. So I've had it. I can't
1: wait to hear this. All right, I've man, had it. Um, so basically, ciguatera is a uh, it's a toxin that grows on the reef, and it's. Only in certain areas. So, some areas it's more prevalent than others. Uh, and it has to do with like water temperature to where the, the toxin thrives uh, and it's a neurotoxin. And what happens is, fish on the reef, like reef fish, like parrot fish, we'll say, example, they eat parts of the reef which have the ciguatera. It doesn't affect fish at all. Um, so, these little fish, like the, the predator fish that we hunt that eat other fish, so these these parrotfish and stuff peck on the reef, eat parts of the reef, get that neurotoxin in of ciguatera in their bloodstream, and the bigger grouper and the bigger snapper, the fish on the reef, will eat those little fish. Just that's what they eat, and it's not a big deal if there's only a little, like a little consumption of it. Like it doesn't like flare up or like doesn't you don't notice anything. Um, but what happens is when you shoot. Or when you eat a fish that has been eating those fish that have the toxin over a long period of time, aka they're an older fish, they have a buildup in their blood of that toxin. Does that make sense? So
0: that's why that's why you always hear guys saying the bigger ones are the ones that are more yeah. likely to have. Or them. okay, I
1: got it from like a fifteen-pound tiger tiger grouper. Okay. but the world record for a tiger grouper is 16 pounds <laughs> so, so that's a big tiger grouper. so it's it's an old fish like it's about as old as like an 80 pound black grouper you know because black Jeez. grouper black grouper get really big so like when you're going like age-wise that so that's what it is it's not like the big fish it's the old fish so like I know schoolmasters have uh, have been told to have said to have it but only like the big ones. Like you also, Oh, that's a huge schoolmaster, but that's like, uh, you know, size wise, it's like the top, you know, 10% of how big the schoolmaster gets. So that's like, you're, you're playing with fire on that one. Um, and same thing with like big Barracuda, like they would have a big chance of it. Um, so yeah, so that's, I, like I said, I got it from tiger grouper and, uh, it was not a good experience. My whole family got it. They got it a little worse than me because my dad made fish head soup out of it, which it, the toxin like concentrates in the head and the spine. Oh. So they got it bad. Their their legs were itchy, um, which they're technically not itchy, but they're they uh, the 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 neuro like it messes with your nerves, your nervous system. Uh, for me, I ate like a lot of fillets in one night. And I ended up, I ended up basically almost felt like food poisoning where I was throwing up all night, like not basically food poisoning, like you had a bad burger. Um, And then I ended up diving in the Bahamas all day the next day, Uh, but I was fine. And then like a week later I was like drinking water. I was like, Oh, this water tastes terrible. I was like, it tastes like, you know, like, and so I ended up getting different water I was like, "Oh, this tastes the same. It tastes like sparkling seltzer water." And um, I gave it to a friend, and they were like, "Tastes fine." And I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh man! I was like, "I have Cigotera. and because what it does is it affects your uh, taste buds, so it basically makes anything cold very tingly. So, like my tongue, any t- so I'd have like a smoothie, and it would like make my tongue tingle, like like it was like I was drinking seltzer water. So that was a symptom for me and then also like chronic fatigue Um, and it was to where like I would take the groceries from the car to the house and like I just felt like I just did a two-hour shoulder workout. Damn. Yeah. So I had to stop working out. I was like in a really good like routine of working out and stuff Um, and then after that I was like, oh my god, I'm like my shoulders hurt so bad or like just my – I was just very fatigued. So um like walking and just doing anything, and that lasted for six months. Yeah,
0: six months. Yeah,
1: about yeah. Same thing with my parents. My parents had the same symptoms, and uh, except at night, a certain time at night, their legs would just like constantly itch, and so they would just scratch their legs like late at night. Yeah. God, dog.
0: So did those symptoms start the next day? Um. I've eaten
1: it. No, no, it was like the next week for me. Oh, the next week. Yeah, because I think because I threw it all up because it was I ate so much. <laughs> like because I I asked my buddy I was like hey man give me a good frying recipe and I like I ate probably one whole side of the grouper. I, I had like four fillets that were like the size of my face, oh, and I just I yeah, and I was driving fun. I was driving down to Miami so it was like an hour and a half drive. And I had all these grouper, and it, I went into the mode, you know, where you just you're driving, so you just don't, you just keep eating. That's yeah. what I did, and I was full, Ooh. but I, I was full halfway through, but I kept eating. And but when I got there, I was like, uh, uh, and I and I threw up, and I kept throwing up. God, dog, yeah, it was brutal.
0: Let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit here to fire coral. So my buddy told me I do not want to be brushing up against that. You got any experience with that in the Bahamas? Mm,
1: just stay. The reef will mess you up, like no matter what. So you don't want to like touch it at all. It'll either cut you or it'll like make you burn. Uh, Not just fire coral. Um, So yeah, just don't touch the reef. Or if you have a rash guard or a wetsuit, use that. Um, Okay. So yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about fire coral. It's not that big of a deal. And if it, it, it'll just make you itch afterwards. It'll sting. It'll sting for a second. It's like it's like a sting station where you just want to like rub it, like kind of. And then uh, afterwards, like the next day or two, it'll itch like poison ivy. <laughs> oh, all right. I need to at least look it up, see what it looks yeah. like. Yeah, but uh, but it, it's, it, like I said, just avoid the reef because if it's not fire coral, it's it's something else. You touch you touch the reef, it has like, there's a lot of living organisms on there that like protect themselves. Um, I think fire coral is like one of the like more like, hurtful ones, but everything will mess with you if you, like, brush up against Dead it. Good know. Yeah, so just avoid it. Like, and you should be just hovering above the reef. You shouldn't be, like, you know, trying to, like, do snow angels in the reef. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So, when I get out there, uh, next week, lobster is gonna be open. You got any tips for that?
1: Uh, I mean, you can spear over there in the Bahamas. Yeah. Uh, you can't bring them back. Well, you, you can bring him back speared. I think as long as that you prove that you were in the Bahamas um, which doesn't make sense to me cuz usually you have to stay within state limits when you come back to Florida. So like you can't have like like you can only have one hogfish per person when you come back. Uh, is that per day or period? Per day. I think oh, it's okay. I think but I think it's discretion cuz you can you can argue I was over there for multiple like more than one day, like here's my papers, but it's whatever the FWC officer decides. So, wow. Yeah.
0: Also, uh, I was reading. You can't uh, take the Nassau grouper back too. Right? You cannot. You cannot. Yeah. yeah. So you can. You can still eat them over there. Yeah. Right,
1: yeah. You can spear them and eat them, and they're they're an easy one. Like they're an easy. If you want to get a bucket list group, like get a like spear grouper, that's the one. Like they're very dumb. I don't spear. Them. I see. You. I don't spear because they're too easy. Okay. It's like a like it's. Uh, and also the, the fact that they're endangered, like critically endangered, I think oh, that's wow. threatened here. Um, I, don't, I don't mess with them over there because, you know, if, at least one place has them. And they're pretty. Yeah. They're pretty and they're like, they're cool because you can go down and just literally stare at them. And then it's more of a challenge to get a, a rock hind or a, not even a rock hind, just a, a grouper. Like Is the rockon
0: the uh, strawberry? group? Yeah, those are good. If okay. you can, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah.
1: they get big over there. They get if you can spear one of those over there, like with sides, like they are delicious.
0: So how big's too big though for for a rockon? Oh no, that you
1: would start thinking about the centaur. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, oh really?
0: No, no. Okay. They eat a lot of crabs. They eat something. a lot of
1: crustaceans. Um, every I time I gut them, I feel I find like little little crabs, little lobsters, stuff in their stomach. They they like the crustaceans, um, which is good because the crustaceans don't have sick. Um, yeah, man, they are. Their meat is freaking pure white. It's like hogfish. Jeez. It's like hogfish, but a little more. Uh, I think it's better. I think it's better than hogfish. It's very underrated. Strawberry,
0: isn't sea uh, roll mackerel supposed to be really good? Yeah, too? it's good.
1: You can have that raw too. You can have that sashimi. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll, uh, but, but yeah, you got to cut out, like, you don't want to have, like, the ends because it'll be, like, kind of stringy. But yeah, you get, like, the loin, like, the the spirally loin in the middle. You mm. can, like, cut that up and just put some, like, sesame soy sauce on it and just eat it raw.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Here's another, uh, question I got for you. So, I, when I'm watching Spear Fishing, and I really only watch you and Ryan Myers, but, like, yeah. I see. You know, I hear about holding shots on a wahoo, like, between the anal fin or whatever. Like, yeah. what's, what's that about? Like, what's that for? Is that because it's so hard to brain them?
1: Yeah. Uh, no, uh, that, but uh, if you don't brain them and you shoot up in the front of them, it's going to be, it's a high chance of them tearing out because it's really soft meat in general. But when the back end of them, it, it kind of narrows down and there's a lot of, like, ligaments in the tail area and it's like harder. Uh, but yeah, if I have a tail shot, if I had a headshot and a tail shot, I'll take a tail shot. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Just cause unless you have like a, I mean point blank and he's like giving you his face, I would try to go for the gill plate in Oahu. Um, but yeah, if you don't spine them, like if you don't spine them or stone them, like there's a high chance that there's their meat and their skin is so so uh delicate that it'll just tear right through like they'll they'll rip themselves off to to stay like and they're fast they just have so much momentum coming in coming off of that line that it's just it's like a it's like a saw sawing through them and uh but yeah the you have thicker ligaments and stuff in the back that's yeah and same thing with sieros like sieros if you want to go like mid-body to back like just try to aim middle of the fish Okay. If you go for now they're second. pretty
0: prevalent out there, right? The zeros. Yeah, yeah. If you have okay. if you have
1: that throw flasher and you're on like a little reef, and even if you see one, don't even pursue it. Just if you see one, just chuck it and your uh, throw a flasher and throw it like in the general direction where it's going and get ready because he will he will beeline it right to that thing. Like they will like turn a one eighty and come back up to it if they see it. Um, so yeah, the throw flasher works. Wonders with the zero, and even if he doesn't come to it, he'll make he'll he'll keep making passes on the reef. The zeros, okay. yeah, they're they're
0: good. Aren't the uh the Wahoo susceptible to those too? Yeah, but
1: you won't see any of those in the Bahamas. Oh yeah, no. I'm not expecting to. Yeah,
0: aren't they uh, a pretty weary fish as well?
1: Yeah, they're tough. They're very okay. tough. If you like go at them at all, they like they they know, they know you're like a predator if you act like one, and they they don't want anything to do with you. You got to just kind of okay. like act nonchalant basically
0: have you ever uh, speared over in Hawaii no I want to so I always see the Hawaiian guys and I like Justin
1: Lee too I don't know if yeah 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 he looks awesome like yeah, he'd be he a fuck Yeah, looks like he'd be a fun person like
0: a, yeah man and he's an animal underwater yeah oh yeah um but I always hear them talking about the uku. I, I guess it's like a gray job fish, mm-hmm. or green job fish, or whatever. They seem like to like revere those super highly. Yeah, I you don't know if that's because they eat so good or like they're so hard to kill. Probably you don't think about that both.
1: Either. Probably both. Um, I heard they're delicious, and then also yeah, the, that's what they always and say. The fact that they they are they're a, a, one of those fish you have to like go to the bottom hunt. And I think muttons are like that too, uh, to an extent. They're not. I, I would assume they're not as but they have the same mannerism. like when i go down and like you know and like trying to call in a mutton snapper like and they'll come in and sometimes they'll be super weary sometimes they'll come right in uh, i get the same vibe from the ukus they do the exact it's almost the same mannerisms um wow but yeah they call the job fish the green job fish they look i would never shot one the, uh, i would like to shoot one
0: though. okay what's the other fish that like they reveal it's like the moo they oh call the, it moo? The, yeah the moo the golly, mu, yeah. And then there's the Moana Kali, but yeah. the Mu is a, uh, golly, I can't remember the actual name for it, but, uh, they must be delicious too. Cause they yeah. always go out of their way to shoot them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've never gone over there. Um, definitely a bucket list thing for me to do. I need to do it while Ryan's still over there. Uh, cause we could definitely do some, uh, we do here together a couple times. Um, okay. And, uh, we made videos together here and, uh, yeah, but I think Hawaii, Hawaii is where it's, uh it looks super cool i'd love man. to go there and i would, would look- love to hunt and and uh and spear in the same yeah, day like he does yeah. Uh, i would yeah, love to bring dude. my bow and like try to try to shoot a hog and then try to shoot a goat or something
0: you can shoot axis year-round over there i think i think so it's like three areas yeah. yeah yeah they've got rio grand turkeys spanish goats like you said hogs all that that's stuff that's crazy yeah i uh actually this year I'm missing one bird from having a single season grand slam. This is just my second year uh, getting after turkeys, but I fell in love with it. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually missing an eastern. I got, I got two Osceolas this year down in Florida. Okay. Um, I got a Wyoming Rio, and I got a Nebraska Marriott, but I'm still missing that eastern man. But I do have a. Uh, I'm going to get a Missouri fall tag and try to get that eastern this year nice. and, and knock it out. Yeah,
1: but, I've never, uh, I've never gotten anything but an Osceola, and I've only shot. I've only shot one bird so far. It was like right at the start of COVID, like right like it was March. March of uh COVID and it was my okay. first experience and I went, went with my good uh my good diving and hunting buddy and he's an avid like caller, like he just wanted to call for me. Okay. And because he said that was a thrill for him. And man, we had a couple of really good like cool encounters right before like to where I saw the the it was strutting, and I saw it through the bushes and it went behind this cabbage palm or this uh, palmetto tree and I like was ready for him to pop his head out the other side and I didn't see him again I was like where the, where'd he go <laughs> and then all of a sudden all the hens because there was a ton of hens and it was like basically it was like ten o'clock we were done we were kind of done hunting and uh and my fr- my buddy he has he is uh he's deaf in one ear because. Of like diving incident, and uh, yeah. and so he has like terrible directional hearing and terrible hearing in general, uh, but so we were basically it was like ten thirty, after you know we were calling all morning nothing, ten thirty in the morning, uh, we I I hopped up sat on a log he sat on a log we were just messing around he had his calls and he had his like box call he was like kind of going through his calls like just messing around like we were done, and uh, he got his box call. And he uh, put the rubber band and he did the like trying to make a gobbler yeah. sound. Sounded horrible. I was like, dude, that sounds <laughs> awful. And then I was like, hold up. I was like, do it again. And he did it again. And I could hear a faint gobble like way away. I was like, and then I heard it again. I'm like, dude, there's a gobble. He's like, shut up. Like he like, thought I was messing with him. I'm like, no, there's a gobble. And then I knew he wouldn't believe me unless I started, like, getting ready because he, he would think I'm, like, screwing around with him because that's all we do. Uh, so I, like, got all my stuff, got down, got my gun ready. And um, and within seconds, he was – the hens and Gobbler were just – like, just on top of us. And I was yeah. like, oh, my god. It's right here. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, yeah. and it, that story happened where – and um, my – buddy who was calling he like leaned forward and looked at the hens and all the hens saw him and they like started making noises to each other and then that's when they all took off he said they slowly oh, walked man. away and that's when the gobbler stopped didn't come out from the palmetto and then left but the next Ooh. yeah but the next day i did get one i did get one and uh i made like a 30 yard shot with the shotgun and okay and uh it was like a perfect shot and it was it was it was a good it was a good bird too. So I did the mount myself and everything. So it was cool. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's sick. Yeah.
0: Before we uh, move on into sharks, let me tell you a quick turkey story. So this was actually in Florida. So my buddy Brandon Linder, who I spoke to you about, mm-hmm. uh, we had hunted that morning. Nothing. So we're continuing to hunt because I had four days down there, but my weather window was like a day and a half. Okay. So like it's all day. You know what I mean? So we go back out there. We go eat breakfast at camp, and we go back out there and uh it's hot as hell dude it's like midday so it's probably 95 degrees yeah. and you know i'm coming from colorado's march or whatever month it was you know so i've been in jackets boots you know all that so i um, got ticks crawling all over me all that anyway we set up in this block of timber and in front of us there was a sand road you know how it is in florida yeah. road it oh, yeah. oh, yeah. was a sand road like 15 yards in front of us we had the decoys out there and uh we're sitting there, and I started dozing off, which I don't typically do, mm-hmm. but uh, I was dozing off, man. I'm like, dude, middle of the day, we hadn't heard nothing. Every now and again, my buddy would call, and finally he called one time, and I'm like, dude, did you hear that? He's like, no. I'm like, dude, just like you said, yeah. I, I'm telling you. I heard something gobble. We gave it a minute. He scratched on that call again. You, you, you. Ah, he's – so across from the, uh, you know, like I said, that road's in front of us, and there's another block of woods in front of that. So he's in a whole different block of woods than us, and – the road kind of makes a T and we're sitting just on the inside of that T, but the road goes a long way past that where I can't see it, but it's connected to the block of woods that he's on. He just has to go uphill. So our theory is, so that bird shut up just like we thought. So we were kind of excited because typically when those birds shut up, that means they're making a move. So what he did was he got the high ground, got higher than us, got on the road where we couldn't see him. And we're sitting there still like about to doze off again because we, he went quiet for like 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. like what the hell? So all of a sudden we look up and we just see him strutted out. I've got this. I had to see this video. It's sick. So he's strutting right in the intersection of the road, bends the corner down our road to the decoys, and he's just pecking the decoys, going crazy. And oh, I'm just this is cool. sick. This is all happening at twelve yards, man.
1: That's cool. <laughs> I'm
0: using my buddy's. I'm using my buddy's gun because I didn't feel like fine with my gun. And uh, he's got a nice. Uh, golly, I can't, it's a nice gun. But anyway, he's got a red dot on it, and I've never used a red dot. Mm-hmm. Now I go to cut that red dot on nothing you got to be kidding me. This is all on tape. I'm like, dude, there's no no dot came up. So I am sp- I spin it to, I had it on green. I spin it to red. And I go from 1 to 10, you know, 1 to 10. And I'm like, dude, there ain't nothing coming up. And obviously, I can't move that bird's gone. Yeah. So you can see it all on video. I'm just paw, 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 spinning through that scope. I'm like, dude, this giant tom, he ended up having 11 and a half inch beard. I'm like, this giant tom is 12 yards away, tearing his decoy up, and I can't do nothing. You would think, well, just look under the, the scope and used to be dude the hole that's under the scope above the rail is like half the size of a, of your bow peep yeah like tiny so I can't see anything but barrel through that hole so but there's a little bit of air probably like two millimeters of air above the rib and the uh, of the shotgun and I can just see enough to see color and I saw the uh you know the the white part of the stem of their tail feathers yeah. you know that the like the feathers yeah. connect to I saw it thin out and I'm like okay I can kind <clears> of <throat> tell where he's at and as soon as it closed again, I just brought it up. I thought I brought it up. Boom! Wait till you see the video. My shot lands three foot in front of this turkey, but the turkey flops over dead. So I killed him on ricochet or something. Like, this shot landed in front of the bird, like, three feet ahead of him, and he fell over dead. I don't know how I killed that bird.
1: Wait, was there, there was no holes?
0: Dude, we could not find where I shot that bird.
1: That's crazy. Yeah,
0: I know. I don't know if it, like, maybe a, uh, a rock or something just hit him in the head and knocked him killed him uh but we could not figure out where i killed how i killed the bird i had to see the video it's crazy man.
1: that's insane <laughs> lucky better to be lucky than yeah, i know
0: i know dude it, it was on me i should have checked it but it was on me but back to spear fishing back to uh oh, yeah. back to your bread and butter so let's talk about sharks man so obviously they're there my buddy told me they're going to be there what are some ways to to keep them away from you man what, what can i do
1: uh i mean just the main thing is just to have uh have your divers near you um I mean just try to keep something between you and them i mean if you ever look at some of my videos i'll like i'll have a fish on a spear and i'm i like am getting the hold of the fish and i don't and the shark is still coming i'll usually just kick my fins at it at its face because i mean you think about your fin, your fin's pretty long um and they really don't want anything to do with you i mean they if they bite you usually it's if they bite somebody it's usually on mistake they're going for something else um they're, well, they're going for the fish, obviously. Uh, but that's why it's good, important to get a hold of the fish and like, hold them tight. Uh, but, yeah, the, it, it, there's nothing really – I mean, you can do the shark band thing. They have, like, shark bands, but – and people say, oh, that you know works wonders. But, I don't know. I think the sharks sometimes bring around the fish, too, sometimes. Ah, um, okay. But, yeah, I just – the main thing is, I mean, just be smart. You know, and uh, if the sharks are very, like, heavy in the area – just get out of there, like, just move. Move, move to a different spot. We've done that before, um, but we've also gone back to their, the spot, cause yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah, there. the why, because usually there's sharks there, there's fish, so. But, yeah, no, the, the main thing is just um, head on a swivel, you know, and uh, don't, like, do too much panicking, because that's what yeah. attracts them, obviously.
0: But, yeah. So aren't they, like, very, like, sensitive about their eyes? I see, because I've done a bunch of, like, watching – The experts when they you know take their hand like push them away and as soon as they grab their nose They like shut their eyes every time.
1: Yeah, no, that is a uh, that is a good. Well, that's why they're They don't want anything to do with humans because we're like an a foreign object to them And if they lose their eyes They die because they have no way of hunting or surviving So they're they're very, you know, and their eyes are this close to their mouth. So They don't they don't take chances so like you know, and if you a shark does come into you, I would just poke it. Make sure you, if you if you have time or can take your tip off of your spear, and then do it. I saw you doing. Um, because if you have your tip on, you could puncture through them on accident. You could like poke them in the gills, and it engages a tip or something, and now you have a fish or a shark, yeah, on your, on your, which you don't want. Um, so um, but yeah, that's that's the main thing. Just uh. Yeah, just try to keep your distance and make good shots on fish, so where you can control them and get a hold of them, and yeah, just head on a swivel. That's the main thing.
0: So, what uh, what species do you find in your experience that uh, are typically the most aggressive? And also, Bullsharp. like, what, what? Okay, so bull shark
1: is it the females, the males, the old males, the young uh, males, the little ones, the little, the the okay. littler the shark, the more aggressive they are, and it's because they have higher testosterone levels and like they're like stupid um so they are they don't really know or care about humans so they'll like just be like whatever you know they they'll be all our all in our faces and we're like hitting them to get them out of the way um but yeah the little ones are the ones you got to worry about the big ones they know they're like okay that's not an easy meal i'm gonna i'll 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 pick and choose my battles but the little ones are like ah food Ah, what is this thing i'll i'll try you know they get fired up so the 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 most like the biggest fish I fear is probably a jute like a smaller um, bull shark because they okay. they're 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 high in testosterone and they are when they're little they're really dumb and they will bite they will take fish out of your hands.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. So have you been a part of a bite like anybody around yeah. you when you were in there?
1: Uh, surfing, surfing. I've had okay. somebody get bit like down the break for me and. Then, but it's like you know they just paddled in and just walked themselves to the fire station. It's like oh, like wow. it's like a little cut like a little cut, but nothing nothing extreme. I mean, st- I see stuff on social media, but I haven't been a part of anything where it's like crazy.
0: Okay, let me ask you this: So, would you say that the time that your buddy blacked out is that the most sketchy time you've had out spearing?
1: Probably, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Uh, I'm, I'm a very, I'm a very safe diver and conservative diver when it comes to like, you know, safety and stuff. Because, like, between sharks and whatnot, uh, like, like it's, it's fairly calculated. Like the stuff I do, everybody's like, "Oh man, it's crazy," but it's just like second nature to me, Um, and it and that's what I like about like spearing is it makes you like you you're having to deal with some of the most like intense like situations and like to where you have to like stay calm and calculate like what you're doing and like, like figure like problem solve. Well, it's life or death. All while, all while holding your breath. Like, so it's like, you know, and usually that's when people panic. So, I mean, it it allows me to be very um very good in like real life stuff so like you know say there's like a car like you're driving down the road and like somebody's like pulling into your lane and like you're like they're not stopping and you're like so like instead of somebody like freaking out and like just reacting i i'm very like more calculated so like if somebody's doing that i'll like sit there in, like a millisecond and i'll be like okay let me check my other lane and like you know i, I like it it makes you, because there's times when I'll like shoot a fish and it'll go through a cave and go out a hole and my belt reel is attached to my spear and it like, there's nothing else I can do, like to where I'm like, okay, I'll just drop my weight belt and you know, it's not a big deal. I'll just get it later, you know. and But there's, you know, or like the thing where I'm like, I spear a fish and it like freaks out and gets my stuff all tangled up. I'll just be like, okay. Let me see where my line starts, and I'll like you know, and I'll like be calm. Oh yeah, so
0: would you say that? uh, I know you mentioned to not freak out, you know, around the sharks. Is it one of those deals where, like, if you're panicking, do they like sense that your heart's like racing, or is it more of your movements movements. in the water? Movements, okay. Yeah, it's movements. They can't.
1: I I mean, they might be able to sense your heart, but uh, it's 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 mostly movements, and it's movements of the fish because it's like really quick, like. J- jittery movements you know if you're like kind of kicking and stuff like that it's more of like they can tell you're a big fish but the little uh-huh. movements they know it's a little fish in distress and they want to go like get a meal ah yeah
0: okay it makes sense so dude you've f- you spearfished all over the place what is i mean what's your favorite place to go spear bahamas the bahamas For sure. all right I've-
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean because right. it's as it's as easy as you want it to be or it's as like difficult as you want it to be but it's all like beautiful like i mean the the okay the like like the video i just posted today of like diving that like big drop off that was beautiful and that's like very advanced um but then also you know you we ended up finishing like where my cousin shot that hog fish at the end um we were only in like maybe 20 30 feet at the end when he shot that big hog and oh, okay. we were yes. still seeing, yes. we were still seeing like muttons and like other snapper like in that area, uh, of the shallow stuff. But we were literally went from diving off a drop off that went into 400 feet, and then letting the current bring us into shallower water. And we were seeing fish the entire way. So it was just a cool, it's like cool experiences like that. And the reef over there is just, it's like untouched. It's so pretty. <laughs> I'll
0: be yeah, you just just
1: enjoy yeah. it. Just enjoy like just being in the water and like I said, just be comfortable. Like be comfortable in the water, and that'll be that'll be. It makes it the experience way better because you don't have to worry about oh my mask keeps freaking fogging up or you know ah oh, these fins are killing me, man. They they keep digging into my foot. I can't you know. And so it, it you lose that part and you focus on that rather than just being relaxed and like enjoying the the dive and the reef and the the sea life and stuff.
0: So. What, okay, that's probably your one of the tips. I'm about to ask you a question about the three most important tips for a beginner. So one of them is gonna be comfortable in the water yeah. or what? I am
1: comfortable in the water. Um like relaxing. Um and then I think confidence is another Ooh. thing. Confidence is, is huge. Uh cause um yeah, that like if you a lot of people, I'll be in the water. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do that. You know, and yeah, like they get in their heads before they even like yep get put their head in the water. You know, and uh, so I think confidence has a lot to do with it. Um, it like, because there's times when, like, there's so many times when I'll have it where I'll have like a novice person I'm taking spearing, and they'll like be lining up on a hogfish, and. Like if they would have just waited just a split second longer, that fish was going to turn, you know, or they charged it too hard. I'm like, Hey, I was like, just, and they're like, ah, oh, I was running out of air. And I'm like, I was like, no, I was like, you had it. Like if you had it, I was like, just, I was like, just be confident that you're going to get a shot on that fish, you know? Uh, right. Or if they'll have a shot and they don't take it, they're like, ah, oh, I didn't think I had a good shot. I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, you had, I was like, just do it. I was like, especially if I'm there with you, like we're going to get the fish. Yeah. like it's not like it's yeah, yeah. not like uh, oh you know but if i hit it you know and it gets in the rock i don't know i'm like we're gonna get the fish I like it. yeah yeah and it, especially if like and the main thing is once you hit a fish with like the spear or you hit a fish and they have a spear in them they'll go to try to seek cover and so once you hit them that's what's a good to buddy dive so if you're down there diving and you and you hit a fish but you don't like get a kill like a, a kill shot on them and they like tear off or like they just get injured and, and swim away. The person at the surface has like a bird's eye view and they can see where they go, you know. As when you're down there, you can't see half as much. Um, so yeah, because so I think, uh, yeah, confidence is another thing for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of stuff that I don't even think about that goes into it. That you've been doing it so long, man, it's so natural for me, and it's it's and it's hard to portray that in the videos cuz there's people that are always wondering like the little things but it's hard for me to like remember to talk about those little things every once in a while i do, yeah, yeah. once in a while i do um which is good I, that's why i have been wanting to make videos more on um like just basic basic stuff like you know how, yeah, like yeah. wait tri- tricks to defog your mask or like where I, I have a a bunch of like different pole spears and I would, I was actually gonna like go underwater and like shoot them all with the same like ang- camera angles, so you can see like the rate and how, distance. Oh, so like a, a scientific that. way. So people are like, "What's the best one?" I'm like, "Well, watch this. What we this is, this is yeah. what I found." But it's all me. Like I do all my, I do all my, um, I do all my videoing. I do all my drone footage, all my editing, yeah. all the voiceovers, oh. all the everything. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I have a full time job, so which is makes it yeah. really hard.
0: Now you know, now that I'm kind of hopping into this podcasting thing, I can't imagine how much time goes into editing video. So yeah. I can't. I already, yeah, yeah. I like
1: doing the. I like trying to. I I want to keep it more raw, um, because there's people out there that, I mean, their videos are so slow, but it's like raw. Um, there, you know, there's like a lot of like. Pauses and between the talk and stuff, which I try yeah. I, 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 I I'm good at editing, so I cut the, all that stuff out, but obviously that takes time um but those those other videos get like just crazy views, and I'm like I'm like putting in so much effort in my videos, maybe I should just yeah. maybe I should just step back and just do less, sure you know um but then there's a lot of downtime, but I guess you know people wait during the downtime to hear the goods, the highlights. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm the, the YouTube thing is, is slowly growing. Um, I'm almost at 20,000 subs now. Yeah. Um, Uh, yeah. I'm getting like almost a hundred a day recently. So okay, it's, uh, it's growing, but, uh, obviously not as fast as anybody would want it to, but yeah, I put in a lot of work and effort into the videos, but I need to just, try to maybe focus on switching gears and doing like more simple things. Still do the fun, like the hardcore stuff. Cause I mean, I like doing that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. See, and and to be real, that's one of the things that drew me to your videos was the quality of the video. Number two, I don't just want to hear music the whole time down there and watch like a, and it's just me. I don't want to just watch a montage of every fish just back to back to back. Like you're explaining, you know, going down when you ascend and you know, your voiceovers, uh, that's I like stuff like that. That's you know, to me, I learn better than just watching a video of a dude swimming down and having music playing in the background.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what I need to because I feel like I mean, a lot of people do like you know, simple diving instruction, um, but usually it's not like a very seasoned and experienced diver giving those yeah. kind of like just like the thing with the defog that I was talking to you about. Sure. A lot of people probably don't even know that True. Yeah, yeah they, they I, buy they yeah, buy like a yeah. five dollar bottle when you can go to walmart and buy a dollar thing and it'll last you you know a year like my little like i have a, like a little tube of baby shampoo and it lasts me you know at least like a few months uh, but i dive a lot so that's
0: dude i watched that video of uh you were trying to do like the quickest. You were leaving your little yes, cottage yes. Down in the Caribbean or whatever. Dude, that was yeah. Sick, you, did you started did you, the w- timer. Did you watch the whole thing? <laughs> I
1: watched the whole. No thing. No way. I That's the whole awesome. Yeah, I yeah, that it. was a. That was. Sick. I like that because that was the easiest edited video I have ever done. I literally just, you just let it run. I just huh? let it run, and it was nah. it was cool. It was it was it was a fun experience because it was. I did way better than I thought I was going to. I was like, man, I'm probably gonna have to shoot like a parrotfish or something that i've never eaten yeah, heard, before yeah. and sure enough i saw a porgy and i was like what and i was like i shoot these and eat them in, back at home so yeah and uh did you see the, how i cooked it with the mayonnaise yeah and you would do did you uh filet it with a dab? yeah knife? yeah that's all i had <laughs>
0: yeah no that was, yeah. that was
1: the the, <laughs> the mayonnaise was the funniest part because we didn't have any oil and <laughs> i was like there's there's oil properties in mayonnaise so i'm just gonna use that so
0: how did it turn out honestly how did
1: that fish um, turn out in the mail I wasn't starving edible I wasn't starving so I think what ruined it a little bit for me was the eggs cuz it was I I I grow my own farm my own eggs cuz I have chickens at my oh, house sick. um so I went from eating like 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 f- farm raised like organic eggs to like some very, very low, low, (laughs) low grade eggs and, uh, eating that with it, it kind of like made it not taste great, but it was, it wasn't bad. It was bad. The fish was good. Fish was good. I don't usually eat fish in the morning, but I was just doing it that day because it was, you know, pretty cool.
0: Yeah, nah, it was So where, where, uh, where haven't you been yet that you want to go? Uh, I would love to go. I've never been to Costa Rica. Okay. Wine. What would you, what's like the main attraction as far as species go to for Costa
1: Rica? Probably like elephant tuna. I mean, okay. I, obviously, I'd like to go to like Africa. Africa has some like the dog tooth tuna. I saw those know, videos, man. dude. That looks insane. Yeah. Man. I would love to go and try to spear something like that. Like, I would love to eventually, like, when I retire, get a sailboat and try to sail around the world. Ooh, just spearing along the yeah, way. Yeah, spearing. God, like, I bring God. all my gear and I just spear and be. Psh, that would be cool uh, that's, I, hopefully I can uh, retire in time to do that and and be in good enough shape to do that so but yeah, that, that would be a dream or if YouTube takes off to where I can do that and then I'm like oh I add to the mix that I'm sailing everywhere yeah and I'll like video yeah. that because I enjoy I enjoy making the videos because I mean if you put out like if you if I calculate how much time and effort I put into making the videos I'm probably in the hole um, actually I'm probably making uh, less than a dollar an hour (laughs) between like actually between actually like going out and doing the diving and then getting all the like all the extra like getting the equipment like everything on top of the diet like on just everything it would be I'm like in the hole but I enjoy doing it so yeah uh, that that's why I do it and whenever I see like comments or like you know people ask me to hop on a podcast or yeah. Or like people reaching out, like just to say they enjoy the videos, they learn this, they learn that, or asking advice. um, That kind of makes me, you know, it, it like keeps me motivated. And you know, the the little bit of support, especially especially the people who really support a lot, like that, like like it makes like my heart melt to where it's like sure. that's why I keep doing it. You know, so dude,
0: and, and I can relate slightly. You know, like I said, I'm I'm just getting into the podcast game. You know, transitioning from football, but like I hear people hear people i read dms and stuff people like man you're a really good storyteller blah 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 you know like you're a real hunter this and that and it's like you know it's cool to people number one are even just listening you know what i mean yeah. and uh it's just cool that people think you know that i can uh eloquate good enough to tell a good story so and, and for me the way i structured this whole podcast man is i wanted to take everything i like about podcasts to kind of make it into this and that's you know bringing some energy uh you know being genuine and uh, you know, telling a good story, feeling like we're sitting around camp, you know, yeah. at the crab shack in Bimini, drinking a a
1: cold drink, you know, after cutting up some fish. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. It's uh, it's good, and I feel like podcasts and everything is getting bigger and bigger. And I, I think the hunting and fishing community is is big enough to where you know, you, I mean, you think about like the Joe Rogan podcast, and he doesn't yes. just talk about hunting; he talks about everything. Right. Um, Every. But it's nice that he has that. Uh, Main base of uh, like the core of like hunting and outdoors things, and I mean, he gets yeah. into everything, but like it's uh, yeah, I enjoy listening to like hunting podcasts, and I mean, cause there's a lot of downtime, and I feel like people don't listen to music as much on their downtime, it's more of just like, yeah, yeah, to, like broaden your mind, right? Yeah. But yeah, it, no, and you have a good voice for it too thank Uh, you man i appreciate that i appreciate that man
0: so So, dude listen man i ain't gonna wrap it up yet but i just want to say man i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you one more question and we'll leave these guys with this dude i really appreciate your time man coming out talking about this man you're a real pro and uh seriously i know a lot more now than i did an hour and a half ago man seriously
1: yeah and uh watch watch the videos and uh especially the bahamas videos because that's you know that's where you're going to be going and pick up any tips and tricks and yeah, you know, any anything I could do to help? You know, reach out to me and let me know. For sure, man. So let me—I
0: got one last question to lead the yeah. viewers with, man. So you got one species of fish in one place, but this is this is it forever. This is all you got. One, one,
1: one fish, one place. Where are you going? Uh, I would uh, probably—I'd say Madagascar. Woo! <laughs> what what's your one fish uh probably dog tooth tuna
0: so you're hunting dog tooth tuna the rest of your life
1: yeah yeah i was told uh, like just from the stories it's like the uh the epitome of like the it's the strongest and toughest fish in the ocean or that's what like you know all the spiro say it's like they say yeah Yeah. Yeah. and it's like, like i mean they they test your gear they test your abilities and yeah if you don't stone them they 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 will like kill themselves to to get your, the spear out of them. Like they, people say they literally they 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 get shot and they go to the reef and they drag themselves on the reef and just shred your gear. And then they try oh, to dive oh. and they'll pull like they'll pull three or four like giant buoys underwater, and they'll like rip through Dude. steel slip tips. And I mean it's it's crazy. This the stories I've heard.
0: I was just about to say I've watched a couple of videos of it, and it's always just this uh, stark-looking dude getting on a boat. All right, guys, we're gonna go stab, him. we're gonna go shoot a couple of doggies. and they just toss them in, and it's dark-looking water, yeah. and they'll shoot a dog, dog tooth, dog fin, whatever, and uh, huge
1: buoys, and it looks like a crop, like a bobber, like a yeah. you know, like just it's insane. And those those buoys are like they're they're pressurized. They're not just like oh you play with, like you you have an air compressor and you pressurize to where like you hop on them and your whole body stays out of the water and they they are pulling oh, they are torpedoing these down. That's the power these things have, which is insane to me. They were my buddy was telling, who went on like one of these trips, these excursions or whatever, and uh, where they stayed on like a sailboat and they they had a tender where they went off and went for doggies. And he said uh, they would shoot wahoo because the place was just loaded with wahoo. Um, they would shoot wahoo and chum them for trying to get the doggies in. They wouldn't even eat the wahoo. Man. Yeah, crazy.
0: God,
1: dog, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well,
0: Jack, listen, man. Uh, real quick, go ahead and tell these guys where they can find you on IG and uh, where they can find so you So
1: it's So uh, it's right here. Uh, it's uh, Captain Jack Spiro, and uh, Captain is how it's normally spelled, Jack, J-A-C-K, and then Spiro is S-P-E-A-R-O. And uh not
0: Sparrow, yeah, Spiro yeah, it's
1: Spiro, and uh those who don't know, Spiro is the name of an avid person who spearfishes. It's like a slang term. Um so kind of a play on word there. But uh yeah, you can find it on uh, Instagram, TikTok, um, YouTube, uh preferably YouTube, you can learn the most from there. I have uh full videos on how to dive and on my like some intense diving situations. Um so yeah, YouTube. I can is attest good. to that, dude. The videos are badass, yeah. man.
0: Again, like seriously,
1: they're yeah. badass. And then I, I basically post little highlights and snippets on on uh, Instagram and tip, TikTok. I try to like spread it out uh, a good amount to try to get to all the social media platforms, and I have a good amount of followers on all of them. But yeah, it, it should show up under Captain Jack Spiro, and uh, especially on Instagram. And you can, if you start there, I have all the links to everything else through that. So. But, yeah, I appreciate, hey, appreciate
0: well, you having me on. That's, man, seriously, I, I thank you thank you a lot for coming on and giving me your time. I'm sure people got a lot out of this. I mean, we got where you can go follow the man, listen to videos, or sick, telling because I watch him. And I don't watch, but two or three guys, cause I like to watch the best. So go check him out. Jack, seriously, man, thanks a lot for coming on and talking to us. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And next week, man, I'll have uh, – this is going to drop this week. Next week I'm going to have out my, you know, Bahamas trip. So we'll see – See how it goes, man. With the help of Jack, man. Hopefully, I'll be all right. But uh, again, yeah. Check check it out, dude. Thanks again for uh, for coming, Jack, and thank you guys for listening.